Dolphin 3. Cock goes in the quarters. Game set up. Djokovic moves on. Reset Silo. 6 2. 7 5. 6 4. Yolena Ostapenko. Stuns. Shoots at the one. Number three, one. 6 3. 6 1. It's coming on. I'm happy. Andre Taylor. Running to the line with the ball. A two hands chance now for Manuel to Andre and it's Tyler again, Andre Tyler. On, it's coming on, it's coming on. He's huge. Um, you know, he's, he's a computer, and um, you know, he's going to do everything he can to, to get out in the field. So he's got a bit of a ring, but um, the competitor that he is, he'll, he'll try and be out there for his team. And um, we hope he is. It's pretty much the same. Like everyone's preparing to play. You know, things like this can happen. Injuries can just come out of nowhere. So um, it's a full team thing. It's, when you're called upon, you're ready to go. That you would want to go. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless. Not for long. The future is coming on. Kia good morning and welcome into the show. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast at five past six. Great song, Kez. Nice, nice way to start the day. Uh, but before we do anything else, boys. Yeah. Izzy. Yes. Do we have Mystic Meg in our presence? Mystic Meg? Mystic Meg, the oracle. The one that sees in the crystal ball. <laughs> Look, I hate to admit it, and uh, Kempi come out with uh, a huge statement yesterday. Man, that statement was confirmed overnight with Gary, a.k.a. Steady Eddie, with the inclusion mm. of the one and only Kane Williamson Strap and the Black up. Caps squad, 15-man squad heading to India. To take on, uh, play in the ODI World Cup. 11th of September, the rest of the team gets named, but they'll come out early and they've named Kane Williamson. Just got him in there. Just Do got you know something there. I don't know? Well, I thought we were going to give it to you yesterday, but I'm just getting that vibe, mate. You know, like when it was coming down from the UK, that win and everything was really good. And when you asked the question yesterday to Kyle, it was like, Oh, man. Did you hear it in his answer? It was sort of yeah. like, yeah, man. He just didn't want to let you know, you know, he's playing that. A little bit left, left of right. So I thought, <laughs> I'll take that hand. Yeah, I'll put that You'd card be good in my politics, pocket. Tony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you managed to talk for about cucker. a minute now and not say anything. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Just on this inclusion, it'll be interesting to know about the details because you you touched on a um, you had a good comment off here about mm. the World Cup and bringing bringing players in and out. I know for a rugby sense, you cannot name players and then just automatically get rid of them. Whether, if he is unavailable due to a, the same injury and he's already been announced, will they be able to replace him if he isn't possible to play yeah. any, t- any, t- any games? That's what I think is the risk mm. because I, I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I've, I've messaged Ben at NZC, but I, I haven't heard back yet, but messaged him to ask a question. He probably won't know. They'll have maybe... I would assume that Gary Stead's done their homework on mm. this, but I know in other sports, I know in football it's happened before in the past, where teams have gone, we're going to name this guy in our squad, even though he's not fit to start the tournament because we think he'll get fit, and then there's uh, some uh, something happens and he he doesn't recover and they go, oh, we're going to replace him, and then the governing body says, no, you selected him injured. So he stays. Mm. Yeah, there's normally some type of criteria around the naming of squads and that, um, and the inclusion of of players. That's you know when you're taking extra players over, normally at the cost of the organisation as well. 
that sit there for those positions if they need to be filled. So, I, look, I think with with naming Kane, there is a backup plan because mm. it, it just makes sense. You know, if it, when you've got an injury like that, it's one shift in a wrong direction or, you know, it, um, a twist in a different direction and, and his tournament's over. And they would have done their homework. You'd seem to think that they've got a backup plan in case um, come the 15th he's, he's not ready to go. An 80% fit Kay Williamson, I'd have in my team any day. Mm. With, with knowing the experience he has, just the quality, um, you just know that it's going to build a lot of confidence in the group. From a from a team perspective, you know, like when you lose quality players, you know, I've had my fair share. It can sow a little bit of doubt in the team. So having his presence in amongst the squad, I, I think is great, and uh, I, I hope he can play. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't make this decision if there was no chance. Mm. There's a chance that Kane's going to get there. This tournament is long, and it's going to be you know tough on the body, demanding mentally. So. You know, we'll get to the latter stages if the Black Caps are able to to compete and and stay in the tournament and, and be on the right end of, of some results. Then come to the back end of the tournament, I think came plays and uh, is a part of it. But we touched on it yesterday, Ricardo, about where does he feel if he can't run fully, mm. you can't hide him. You can't no. hide him anyway. No, and it's not like you can play. In those games, you know, sort of after about, oh, I reckon, by 10 overs, it's very rare to see a slip in still, mm. right? So mm. you're, where are you going to play him? Well, you couldn't really play him at the slip either because you've got to be, you know, on your toes. And, you you know, if you're moving too fast one way or the other, his, his knee wouldn't be able to stand up to it, you'd seem to think. Um, and I think, as he touches on a really good point, the strategy from a coaching perspective, may he might not play till the back end of it. Mm. So he gets more time up his, up his um, sleeve as far as recovery goes. And... You know, that's, I'm, I'm pretty sure Stead's gone, right, this is our strategy with Kane. We'd much rather have an 80% Kane Williamson in the side, and we're going to use him this way. Well, there you go. There, there's another question for you that's just come to mind, Kempe. You, you've been a coach before, right? So put it this way. You go into a tournament with a guy who's one of the greats, mm. right, in Kane Williamson. He can't play towards the end of the tournament, so you need somebody that can play through the tournament. You put, let's argue, Glenn Phillips yeah. in, in that spot. And Glenn Phillips absolutely tears it up. Yeah, <laughs> Kane comes back, and you're like, "Do I put a guy who's a great and who's coming in cold, or do I stick with a guy that's getting the, got the runs on the board?" Well, this actually happened back in uh, 2000, and I think it was 2011 when Sonny Bill Williams came back to play rugby league, and they left Tohu Harris out. Like Tohu Harris was ripping it up for mm. Melbourne, mm. and they named the New Zealand side for the World Cup, and he actually got named. And then Sonny Bill came, um, became available for the Kiwis and they, they pulled Tohu out and they put Sonny Bill in. Um, Tohu's never played again for the Kiwis, has he? No, he hasn't played. Yeah, I'm not sure why, the, why that is, but I don't think it's because of that. But it does, it does happen, Rick. You know, like in, in that scenario that you just um, played out does actually happen. Like you bring someone in to cover and then you get down the, down the track and you go, Man, this guy's on f- absolute mm. fire. Like, how am I going to replace him? I mean, how am I going to put someone in that I know can do the job as good or better when this guy's playing so so well? And unfortunately, that's you know, at the discretion of the coach at the time. I'm pretty sure that they they seriously would have thought that. You know, you got to reward form. You have to reward form. And and if the top order, you know, top five is firing, and Kane's kind of coming back, I think Kane will be pretty selfless with this. A situation and know that you got to reward the team that's been there and getting results. If they're getting results, I think it's 
it's probably looks like a hard decision on the outside, but on the inside internally, I think Gary Stead will be rewarding the players that have got them to where they are. And I think you have to rely on that as, as well because I've seen a lot of situations when players have been flying and then someone else comes in and then they don't fire. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when it's like, you know, you, you can't turn, turn back the clock. So, look, he's going to get an opportunity. He's going to get an opportunity to fire and see if he's got it in him. And if he doesn't, um, you, you know, and if no one else is firing, you're going to give him more opportunities. But if the team is is absolutely clicking, coming together, I think Gary can make that decision. And I, th- and I think easily. Kane will help him. Mm. Like, I think Kane would go up to him and say, mate, you're fine. You know, I was always here as a backup if you needed me. Um, and, and Glenn Phillips, for instance, playing is so well, you see – Mate, I'm I'm not a hundred percent. Just leave him there. You guys are going mm. fine. Yeah, I mean that'd be. But we good. need more batting. That, yeah, we do. So need even more if you drop an, an extra seamer, or you maybe potentially drop a bowler just to chuck him in there somewhere to give us a bit of depth in the batting ranks, I could be happy with that. Yeah, I wonder how Kane's need to go for for rolling the arm over. Actually, that's a good question. No too. good. No, no good. good. Stay away from that that <laughs> crease, mate. Yeah. Only when you're batting. All right, it is twelve past six. It is time for this round one fight. It just gives you know young kids that are from my part of the world and from my area an opportunity to see that they can come um, from that side of the world and it's been awesome to to be here and you know we've got so many good messages from um, old school mates and um, you know the vibe around uh, my track, our small town is um, amazing at this time of year and, and being able to play for this team and. Um, Give a wee bit of a pathway to those guys that are coming through school. It's been amazing. So, yeah, truly grateful for that. There you go. So we played that because that's David Havili mm. talking. He he did an all-black presser today. They did an all-black presser. It was him, Finlay Christie and Scott McLeod were, were fronting the press for this one. Uh, that comes off the back of news. No Geordie Barrett for the opening game of the Rugby World Cup against France. So my question to you, Izzy, mm. who starts at 12? I think it's an easy transition. Look, we've got some quality there. It's obviously big when you lose Geordie Barrett and what he's been. Big body, 105 clicks of pure muscle. So he's got that uh, you know, ability to, to cart the ball up and be physical. But for me, a similar shape is David Harvey, the man you just heard from there. I think uh, if, if there's a selection and you want to get a similar game out of someone, David Harvey's your man. He's obviously hasn't played a hell of a lot of rugby. That's probably my only downside is... He's played a Tasman game 40 minutes in the last two months. You know, he's been training the house down, but whether that's enough. But for me, I think you chuck Davey in there. He's been in that situation. He's been in the 12 jersey before he uh, had injuries against Australia last year in, in Melbourne. So I, I chuck Davey in there, Kempi, just for his um, his ability with Richie Mwanga. you got that combination that, that thrived through the Crusaders season. He's another kicking option as well. Geordie mm. was a very good kicker in, a, in his own sense, but uh, David Harvelli can add another dynamic from the from the twelve, and he's a great distributor. He's very good. He's got great vision. So if I was selecting, I'd chuck Davey in there. He's got he's got the kicking game. Mm. He's got the same same type of kicking game. That, and as he touches on it, it's whether or not he's got the game time um, coming back and and being thrown straight in the deep end. But then you go. Well, he's got the experience, so he knows what to do, and we're not, we, we can tick that box. Uh, he's worked his way back in, into it, and it's the first game of the tournament. So let's give him that game and get him, get him back into, the, um, into the, the rhythm of playing uh, test football. Because the, the question you've got to ask is, like, how long is Geordie out for? Mm. 
because they would not leave him out if it wasn't serious enough to consider we might lose him for further on in the tournament. Mm. So now you've got to ask, well, if he's out for this one, is he out for two or three games? Which means that if they do, I think if they do pick David there, David will play there for probably two or three games. They'll leave him at second five eight. I mean, who's the other option in the squad? Be Anton? Anton. So you've got Anton and uh, you've got Leicester that could probably move in. Nah, you'd you'd leave Leicester out on the wings, but Leicester's played a lot at centre. Whether he can go into that 12 position, probably not. There's only a little bit of question marks on his distribution. So you've got Anton and you've got David that are are likely options. Against the Springboks, they need a kicking game. Mm. You know, they need someone that can actually balance out a decent type of kicking game. I, I don't think Anton Leonard-Brown can do that. Yeah. I think Dave Havili, he's got that, that kicking game. I think Dave's just ahead of him, but the biggest position that we have at the moment, lads, is is the sixth position. Sean Frizzell's out with a hamstring. Mm. You know, so Luke Jacobson, we saw, did we see enough against South Africa? Do they go down the Luke Jacobson situation? Do they t- chuck in a Tupo Vai can cover lock and six? Uh, you know Dalton Papali, where's his position in the team? Like that—that's the big question marks at the moment. Is—is is who starts at six, knowing that uh, we're missing Shannon Frizzell. We need that big body. How how injured is Shannon Frizzell? Do we know? Oh, I haven't had an update, but I'm pretty sure he's out of this game. Okay. He's out of this match with uh, potentially Geordie and Tyra Lomax. Uh, Brody Vitalik's gone, so yeah. It's going to be physical. Two big losses. Yeah, 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 a couple of massive losses. A couple of massive losses. All right, let's crack on. Round two. Boys, if you had to wrestle in any sort of foodstuffs, <laughs> oh my, what would it be? And I ask this question because uh, in East Lancashire, for the hospice there, uh, they have the Rosen Bowl Pub have had the World Gravy Wrestling Championships. <laughs> uh, guys, fully fancy dress, getting into a pool. They had grandstands around it. I don't know if you've seen the footage. Uh, wrestling in gravy. I mean, if, if you had to wrestle on one food stuff, what would it Do be? Do you reckon it was warm? Yeah, it looked warm. They were stirring it. Uh, and so, because otherwise it congeals, right? So they have to be keeping it warm before they pour it in. Yeah, like that, that's the difference. That's, the, uh, that's what I want to know. Like, if yeah. it's warm, I'll be opening up my mouth and go, just having a wee taste of it, chuck a bit of beef oh. in it. <laughs> I love gravy. I know, I know, but warm, watery gravy. Now, it looked pretty yeah. thick, Kimpy. Yeah, it needs you know, to be. Yeah, needs chuck a bit of flour in there. And, and yeah, a bit of beef. Some Chuck Yorkshire some onions. There's, there's plenty of beef in there <laughs> from those pictures. Uh, if I'm going to wrestle in anything's. Like that, I'm yeah. gonna th- chuck out best foods mayo. Best foods mayo. Yeah, chuck out best foods mayo and get me in there, yeah. and I'll go wrestling out. <laughs> 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 uh, That'd be good, wouldn't it? All I can think about is like you know how you know what wrestling's like. It's tough, man. It's one of the toughest exercises that you can do, and how slippery and slimy and all that sort of stuff. You actually wouldn't want to get any of that in your mouth. Um, Gravy. I couldn't think of anything. I'm just picturing you. I couldn't think anything a worse than more mayo. And mayo in tights your mouth. Having a wrestle. Yeah, it's pretty much you're wrestling in gravy every time you exercise, oh, Kimpy. Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> but if I was going to go, I'd probably go for something like trifle. 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 Yeah. Trifle. That, cast, that, that, that gravy looks <laughs> like pretty that, lumpy. That, 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 that lumpy. was terrible. Man. <laughs> trifle. <laughs> Tell trifle. me why trifle. Well, you like. We just got that. When you need a bit of oxygen, go that. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) at least it wouldn't taste any. It would not taste like rotten gravy, mate. Yeah. Well, no no word on how much money they raised for the hospice, but it looked like it was a good time had by all. So there you go. Should we make sure they actually were raising money, Rick, and we're just doing this (laughs) on the side of the road? Like, and then someone came and questioned it, and they're like, "Oh, nah, raising money." Yeah. Nah. (laughs) Nah. We're good, mate. We're good. Who won it? 
Someone gravy? Yeah, Raven gravy. <laughs> no chance. No chance. Rude. What's your wrestling name, Kimpy? Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a good one. We'll be after wrestling Tony, gravy. oh, shit, Kim. Yeah, like that, that's, that's what the opponents gravy. say. That's what the opponents say when they see him walking out. They're like, oh. If the other guy was gravy, is that what Tony's wrestling in then? <laughs> oh, two good boys, too. Yeah, good. yeah. So uh, Tony, oh shit, Kemp, and what is he? The dagger, dag? Is that what we're going with? Dagalicious. Dagalicious. Are you like New Zealand's New Zealand's ravishing Rick Rude? Dagalicious. That's why we're having trifle. Round three. Uh, boys. This, I thought, was interesting out of the US Open. The US Tennis Open's on at the moment, obviously. And um, there's Coco Goff. We've seen plenty of her um, around. She's played down here. Obviously, a reasonably big name in tennis. Halfway through the game at the US Open recently, turned, turned around to her coach and told him to shut up <laughs> because <laughs> he kept talking through points. Have you ever, Kempe, uh, told a coach to shut uh, up? More than once, unfortunately. <laughs> um, cost me cost me a club, one of them. <laughs> Um, no surprises, Tony. Yeah, I, you know, well, you know what I'm like. You know, I'm, I'm, if, if well aware. One of those, one of those. Um, what do you call it? Like when you're not right. I came, came in a hospital. I'll tell you these two stories. I came in a hospital once, and the boys told me um, I, I, I was struggling. I was struggling with a broken arm. Yeah. And a couple of the boys are walking in a room, and there's three of them. They're three of the coloured boys. Yeah. And they go, and they've got their heads down, and I'm like, man, what's going on? Fez, Des, what's going on? They go, oh, mate, you can't say that to us. And I said, what? what? They go, oh, you know, the coach, you're saying this to us. And I go, what are you saying? Well, they, they're calling them black so-and-sos. Right. And I'm going, like, no, no, you can't. You know what I'm like. No, no, you can't say that. So I, I go out for five minutes. I'm walking around. And I go, well, okay, I'm going to have to go and talk to them. Mm. So I walked in. I saw talk to the players. I said, well, I'm going to go and stand up for you, but probably that's me. I'm done, mate. You know? And they're like, didn't know what to look, say, and I walked in the coach and I said, have a chat, yep. I said, oh, I just want to say, mate, you know, like, boys are a little bit upset. You can't, you know, this is what you're saying, you can't say it. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I was like, well, that's what they said, and I'm just saying, like, you know, when I come back to training, I don't want to hear it, because um, I'll be saying, I'll be blowing up too if you say something like that. Well, I didn't go back to training. <laughs> 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 I, got, I got shipped off to another club, <laughs> and those blokes went on and went to Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, mate, this is it. This, uh, Thanks, Kempe, the people's ca- champion. You've got to be careful when you're telling coaches to shut up, because <laughs> if you tell them too many times... Um, but the other one was my defensive coach when I went to Wakefield. So the club they took me to, <laughs> he comes out. This is the new coach. He comes out. He goes, "We're defending in Super League like this," and it was it was whole whole defence. Mm. And I'm sitting there going, looking around the players and players because we were like bottom of the table, and I'm going. Hell no. We're going up and in them, mate. We're getting up there as quick as possible. And he sort of looked at me and he went, I am the coach. I went, I looked at the boys and said, are you following me or him? (laughs) (laughs) The boys went, we're up and in. (laughs) Up and in. Up and in. There you go. All right. Uh, What about you, Is? Never a coach. No? I told plenty of trainers to shut up. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's nothing worse no, when they, you, they always cop you know, like I oh, spray them left, right, and centre. Just shut up, man. Get up, Israel. Hit the line, Israel. Keep going, dagger, mate. I don't need you to give me any ups or appreciation here. I'm hurting. The worst thing is trainers that talk to you when you can't even breathe. 
They're like, hey, how was your day? Like, mate, I want to talk to you while I'm training. I can't even breathe. Oh, that's the worst. So more trainers, never really a coach. Yeah. Um, probably why I was able to play for long, long periods of time because I was a golden boy sucking golden up to boy. the cage. Oh, there you go. The, the secrets, the secrets. You're the people's champion and the golden boy. There we go. <laughs> that's what we've got here. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Morena Brothers on the coast. We wrestle in Kinners. Shows on. That's from Ed. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt, man. Oh, that would be no I've good. I've told this wrestling trip. I've told oh, this wrestling story. I used to play wrestling on uh, on our tramp, and it had a hole in the middle. <laughs> and it was a Royal Rumble with my older, older brothers, and I walk out of my undies like the ultimate warrior. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, walk out in a long black jacket with the Undertaker. Yeah. I'd last all but 10 seconds. My brothers would just pole drive me through this hole in the middle of the tramp. <laughs> that was our wrestling on a holy tramp. <laughs> Oh, superb. Keep your stories rolling through. Double A, double three. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of big brand vitamins at the lowest prices every day.